Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Hey, what's going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Script Brother Steven. Welcome to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is August 10th, 2022. It is currently 2.31 a.m. in the freaking morning. I'm up late, editing photos, editing wedding videos, answering emails. You know, here at Dream Weddings Hawaii, you get personal attention because technically it's just me. You know, my ministers, my florists, my limo guys, my wedding singers, they're all contracted out. When you book with me, you get me. You know, I'm the one working on your photos. I'm the one taking your photos, working on your videos, doing all those things. I'm, my attention to detail is just amazing. All right. I just want to put myself on the back right now. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I don't want to get full of it. I'm not that big headed. I'm just joking. I'm playing a character here on my podcast. All right. All right. I'm going to turn this music down and start talking. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't want to talk about weddings right now. And I know I haven't talked about weddings for a longest time because, you know, let me be honest. Okay? You know, weddings, after a while, they get to be the same. You know, we, what more can you just say about, hey, you know what? It's a great thing. Get married. You know, we're going to do, do a great job. Take nice sunset photos. Here are all the tips and tricks and everything. And, uh, you know, after a while, you know, especially in this, this entire environment that we're like, like, I guess, living through right now with, uh, politics, you know, really greatly affecting the way we operate our lives. I mean, hey, if you don't think politics have nothing to do that will affect your life, you are, <laughs> you are like sleeping under a rock. Because I tell you, if you lived in a liberal state during COVID, like me in Hawaii, your livelihood was just taken away. I mean, I was literally living in the breadline. You can, you can go back to my old podcast for you, but I'm not going to waste my time there. But I did a podcast about me waiting in the breadline, me put, having trouble putting food on the table because I went from making pretty good money to only making $10,000 in two years because here in Hawaii, they decided to shut my business down because I was not essential. And the politicians here decided to give themselves like a $60,000 raise. Because they are really, really essential. And they were just working overtime, figuring out how to battle COVID by shutting down other businesses. So you couldn't get a video game at GameStop because it was a lot safer to get, to get a video game at Walmart. And apparently, you couldn't, go, you couldn't go to the small mom and pop grocery store because that was too dangerous. You had to go to a super Walmart or a Costco or a Safeway. It just didn't make sense. And also, what didn't make sense was that, you know what, if you... If you had 12 people at your wedding, that was too much. You had to make sure you could, have more, you could not have more than 12, but you could have 20 people at your funeral. So if the couple were actually dead, COVID would you know, less likely be spread. It didn't make any sense at all. And I know a lot of you out there are still living under the paranoia of like you know, just wearing masks during the weddings. 
That's fine with me. You want to wear masks during the weddings? You know, I did just did a wedding and, they, and everyone there wore masks except me. I will, if you book me, I will not wear a mask because I am not a mask wearer. I am not afraid of COVID. I don't care if everyone has COVID over there. You know, if, I don't care because when I go over there, I already had COVID, right? And I know for a fact it's nothing. This Omicron variant is completely nothing. I just really don't care. You know, I, I really don't care. I think it was completely blown out of, blown out of, out of proportions. And, uh, you know, I'm not boosted. I don't believe in the vaccine anymore, even though I took the first two shots. I know a lot of people who's been vaccine injured. My father, my own father, after he took the second dose of, um, Moderna, was it Moderna? No, it was Pfizer. He started to develop walking problems and he's just getting over them now. Walking problems. Now, we thought it was like, you know, maybe it was something that had to do with his heart or maybe some other ailments, but the doctors could not, they said, hey, your heart is good. You, you have no arthritis here and there. And they have no idea why he has these, this, these leg cramps that happen when he walks after a certain time. He couldn't even walk maybe about 20 yards without getting a leg cramp. And uh, now he can walk maybe, maybe about a mile without getting a leg cramp. Now, so it's a lot better. But it's not as what it was before. Isn't that amazing? He couldn't walk around Costco or Walmart, you know, without getting a leg cramp after he got the vaccine. So we traced it back to then. You know, and I have friends. I have wedding couples who right after they got boosted, they got a stroke. Very young people. I know a guy who was about 25 years old. He was in the wedding party. After he um, got uh, the, the two doses of the vaccine and then the booster, right after the booster, maybe about three days after, he got a stroke. 25 years old. Now, I've never heard of young 25 years old, you know, you know getting a stroke. That's very rare to me. You know, um, but my other friend, 47 years old, got a stroke. Really good, really, really good shape, you know. You never think you get a stroke after you got his second booster. Is it a coincidence? It may be, but it just seems kind of weird. Really, really weird. And then some of the people who worked um, on my uh, other company, company that I worked for, Mojave Beach Productions, one of the guys over there, a couple people over there, you know, they're older, but they're in good health, you know, jogging and everything like that. Oh, yeah, they took the second Moderna vaccine, and guess what? They died. Now, again, it just may have been coincidence, but really, this is a lot of coincidences that are, that are lining up, and it just makes me scratch my hair a little bit, right? But I don't want to talk about that, too. You know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about President Donald Trump and his Mar-a-Lago residents getting raided by the FBI. Um, <laughs> these Democrats, this just proved to me, this really just proved to me that the Democrats will do anything in their power to stop Donald Trump from running. They fear this guy. They really fear this guy. Let's back up really quick. Let's do a history of, of what has happened um, since Donald Trump started running for office. So immediately when he started running for office, they said that he was some type of racist and he hated Mexicans. So he tried to pin the Mexicans against Donald Trump. He was this ultimate great racist that that um, he compared Mexicans to rapists. Remember that? Which was all taken out of context because he said he said a comment uh, off cuff and he was just pertaining to the people coming across the border were not the best and a lot of them were drug dealers and rapists. He never said Mexicans and ra are, are rapists. Nothing, nothing like that. But again, the media construed it, they twisted it and they wanted him to destroy him because they feared this man 
because they said, hey, he's going to come in there and shake everything up. And he didn't want that. They didn't want that, right? So he, so he's trying to run and get the Republican nomination and their own Republican party doesn't want him to win. So don't forget people. We can't just point the finger at the Democrats. This is also permanent Washington, which includes Republicans like Mitch McConnell, all those other guys, right? So the people there, we're talking about permanent Washington, Republican, Democrat, politicians who have made a living of being, uh, I guess, on the Hill, making a lot of money, making six figures, and getting extremely, extremely wealthy after taking office, which is almost all of them. It doesn't matter, Republican or Democrat. Paul Ryan, you know, he got really, 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 really rich. You have to see their, their residences. They're just amazing, right? You know, Nancy Pelosi, you know, she was just middle class when she got into office. And then all of a sudden, she's like a multi-billionaire. How does that happen, right? How does that happen? And her husband's allowed to inside trade with all the information that she gives to her husband. And they just happen to make trades that benefit themselves financially when she passes legislation. It's just really horrible. So anyway. So all of a sudden, you know, you know, uh, you know, the own Republican Party is trying to stop Donald Trump from getting into office. And then he gets into office. And all of a sudden, this Russia collusion narrative pop, pops up. And that, and they start launching this, you know, fraudulent investigation. And, but from Robert Mueller. And we find out Robert Mueller's like, you know, he only has the credentials of like, a, of being a good investigator. And Robert Mueller, when he gets on stand, he can't even defend his own investigation. He sounds like he has his, his comprehension or his brain is like less than, less than Joe Biden. That's how bad he was. So he was there in name only. And they find out, hey, guess what? There's not, there's no Russia collusion here. And they wasted three years of our lives trying to push this. So that was a lie. Lie number one, right? And this was a lie that they were going to use to try to prosecute Donald Trump or to impeach Donald Trump to make sure he gets out of office once he was already in office. So what were they trying to do? What were, what were the Democrats and some Republicans trying to do? They were trying to overturn an election after it actually happened. They were the ones who were trying to take the power away from the people. So every time they say that Donald Trump is a threat to democracy, don't forget what they did. Don't forget what they did with the Robert Mueller investigation, the whole Russia collusion thing, which was 1 million percent fake. How do we know it's 1 million percent fake? Well, they're not even mentioning it now. The Democrats aren't even mentioning it now. They never mentioned it at all during the, the Trump debates when he ran for re-election in 2020. They did not want to even talk about it. They knew it was just completely fake. And now, now after that fails, all of a sudden Donald Trump makes a phone call about, uh, I guess, to the Ukrainian president, that guy who likes to take his pictures, you know, on Vogue magazine, the guy who's in charge right now. He's not on the up and up. Why don't we just say that, right? So they, he, he calls that Ukraine president up and says, hey, you know what? This guy, Joe Biden, is vice president. His son's making a lot of money and it seems very iffy. Try to find out if there's something there because if there's something there, we got to do something about it. All of a sudden, you know, Democrats are saying, whoa, this quid pro quo. Now we got to impeach him. So after, right after the Mueller probe fails, they come up with an excuse to impeach Trump right like that. Bam, like that, right? Just so happens to be. So this is happening. Now they're impeaching Trump and now COVID happens. COVID is happening during, during this and they're saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, you know, Trump's going to close down the borders. Remember, remember that? And they're saying, whoa, Trump's a racist for trying to close down the borders to China. 
right? And China, meanwhile, just sending Chinese Chinese to to Hawaii to everywhere and just spreading COVID everywhere because they know this is bad, right? And they're the ones who created it, so they know. Well, this is really infectious. If if it just hits our country and we're just left behind and we close our borders and contain it here, it's going to be really bad. We gotta actually just spread it everywhere, and that way we can the entire world and hopefully we'll recover first. And that's what happened. That's really what happened. But the Democrats started to use that to, to, to actually, you know, to, um, uh, uh, hold on a second here. Oh, someone, someone beat me on my phone. I'm back. All right. Someone, someone beat me on the phone during my podcast. I'm just going to keep going. But anyway, the Democrats use COVID to crash the economy. I mean, they were coming with every single reason. Well, again, why you had to shut down your business, shut down everything. They were shutting down, you know, you know, legitimate small businesses and giving their donors the opportunities to to open up, right? So, so they used COVID, and then they ran, they changed the way the elections were tallied. So, in the swing states that Joe Biden had to win, they made it so that mail-in ballots could be counted. After the provisional vote. So the, the, the provisional vote, that's the vote you, when you vote in person, that's called the provisional. And they want, in legitimate states, they want to count the mail-in ballots before the provisional votes. That way you can't tack on any votes afterwards. So that's the first thing. So when you, you basically want to count the, the mail-in ballots first and then the provisional votes. And that's it. What did they do? They wanted to count in the mail-in ballots after the provisional vote. And what happened? Well, they also wanted to extend the date um, at which the, the, the mail-in ballots could be, uh, I guess, completed voting, I guess, completed counting. So those, those completions of the tallies of the, of the mail-in ballots could be completed a week or two weeks after the initial election. So what happened? In the swing states, they kept finding mail-in ballots. They just kept popping up. And lo and behold, 100% of them were just going for Joe Biden. And you couldn't verify the signatures. And all of these, all of these things that were changed, all these laws were, that were changed were not changed by the legislatures. They were changed by either lawyers or activists or judges, which cannot happen. That is actually unconstitutional and a threat to our democracy. Okay. Okay. And what happens after that? Okay. So people are pissed off. They honestly see this election is like really being, you know, it's really, really, you know, it's really, really fishy because all of these people are showing up at Trump rallies. No one's really showing up, showing up at Biden rallies. They're saying, Oh, no one's showing up at Biden rallies because you know what it is. And people are just scared of COVID. The Democrats just don't want to show up. They're being more responsible, but the Democrats aren't even showing up at the stops outside of his rallies. You know, they're even worse. He's, he's, he's saying, hey, let's get together in a car. You have to stay in your car and attend this rally. It's not even filled. The parking lots are not even filled. The wide shots, they don't, they're trying to get away from the wide shots. Why don't you want to shoot a wide shot, Joe? Because nobody showed up. Nobody showed up. But apparently, Joe Biden was more popular than Barack Obama, the first black president. Does that make any sense? No, none whatsoever, right? So anyway, Joe Biden wins, and now we have a lot of Americans that show up on January 6th, and they want to, and they're saying, hey, you know what? Don't validate this election. Really don't validate. We're going to march down there, and we're going to voice our, voice our, our opinion on the Capitol steps. And some of them down there, they get out of control. Maybe it's Trump supporters. Maybe it's Q people. Maybe it's a little bit Antifa. Who the hell knows? 
But these things happen, right? When people are all riled up, it's not an insurrection. They're just doing, some of them are just doing stupid things. So some of them do stupid things, crash open windows, all those types of things, assault cops. Those people should be put in jail, right? But a lot of them are waved in by the Capitol Police officers. And they're waved in in there. And they're told, come on in, come on in. There's video of them, of them doing this. And all of a sudden, one of the girls in there gets shot, Ashley Babbitt, in the neck. What happens later on? Well, they continue counting. Joe Biden gets um, gets uh, elected president officially or nominated or not not nominated. He gets officially elected via the electoral votes, right? So he's he's officially president, and then they start saying, "Whoa, you know, Donald Trump." He actually, you know, he actually tried to, you know, you know, put this insurrection together, and now we have got to impeach Donald Trump <laughs> on what evidence? And and now they parade around. Um, uh, an officer, I think that was Officer Setnik, and said that he had died from injuries that he had acquired during the during the actual insurrection, quote unquote insurrection. And they hide his medical records. They don't want to release his autopsy. They parade around his body. They put his body in the rotunda, and so all these politicians politicians can cry over him and say what a great police officer he was. He gave his life to protect democracy, and it comes to fruition that. He died of natural causes. He died of a stroke. It had nothing to do with any type of injury. It's all a lie. He was a puppet. The Democrats lied again. They used his death to impeach Donald Trump. So again, they used a fake Russia collusion probe, right? <laughs> they used a fake Russian call, or no, Ukrainian call to impeach him. They used a fake January 6th death. Right, yeah, to to like try to try to with officer officer Sitnik to try to impeach him on that, and then on top of that, now they have this they have this uh, January sixth committee. They find out Donald Trump is uh, you know leading in the polls right now, and he may actually run. So they have this January sixth committee coming up, and that's not going anywhere. The people are not they're not buying it. They're really really not buying it. So what happens? All of a sudden, <laughs> Mar-a-Lago gets raided. And uh, what reason were they? He's getting. Was he getting raided for? Well, there's now they're saying that the official narrative to start with before this entire thing happened was that Donald Trump had taken, I guess, papers that belonged to the National Archives, and he had to probably return it or he stole it. Fine, that's really nothing much. I mean, that's usually a misdemeanor. You know, you get a slap on the wrist or any, anything like that. Don't let's not forget who Sandy Berger is. This is a guy who stole papers from the National Archives on behalf of the Clintons. He was stuffing papers. He was caught on video stuffing papers from the, from the National Archives down his pants, in his socks. And his defense was that, you know, he's a really nice guy and sometimes he just does those things. He just, you know, he just goes to places and say, I, just, I always want to stuff papers down my pants. I just have that feeling. And they let him go with a slap on the wrist. And, and by the way, they, they never found those papers ever. And he still has his security clearance. How do you like that? And they're saying, oh, you know, you know they're, they're thinking that Donald Trump may have secret, top secret information in Mar-a-Lago. So they really need to get that. FBI really need to get that. Okay, well, Hillary Clinton literally had top secret information in her house on a public server. For what reason, I don't know. She deleted that information, information, the 30,000 emails, which is also a, a form of obstruction of justice, a really high crime there. And what happened to Hillary Clinton? Absolutely nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Was, was her home ever raided at all? Nope. 
How about Joe Biden? Now that we're finding out that the, that the laptop is real. Oh, that's another thing. The Democrats, right? Talk about rigging. The media and the Democrats said that, hey, you know what? Those, that Hunter Biden laptop, that's all fake news. In fact, that's part of the Republican conspiracy machine. And that's Russian disinformation. They said that's Russian disinformation. And the FBI raided Rudy Giuliani's apartment or his condo because they wanted to get some Russian disinformation, you know, back. Well, that didn't happen. You know, there was no Russian disinformation. And they came out, it came out to prove that after the fact that the Hunter Biden laptop was 100% true and the media lied to you, Joe Biden lied to you, and the FBI and the other three-letter agencies, all those other, other like uh, top brass, you know, quote-unquote bosses out there who are the top spies in America all lied to you because that, that laptop was 100% real. Biden's laptop matters, BLM. Let's not forget about that, right? So right now, with Marlago being raided, all we have, all we can do is conclude that <laughs> this is the FBI being politicized. I'm not sure if the agents there are are part of the political weapon here because I think they're just following orders. Let's not point the the finger to the agents. Let's point the finger to up above the DOJ. Let's point the finger to the Biden administrations, which has under Obama, under Obama, um, the uh, his own administration, Eric Holder, they have politicized the DO that that office greatly. All right. So now we're looking at Joe Biden being in charge. And do you think that he's maybe following in Obama's footsteps? Because let's not forget, Obama also politicized the IRS. He also got the IRS to go after after Republican donation, um, um, donors, Republican donors and Republican nonprofits. That's what he did. Let's not forget. We're talking. We will, you want to talk about threat to our democracy. That's what he did. So what is Joe Biden doing? Well, Joe Biden also had Project Veritas raided because he wanted to get his daughter's journal back, which mentioned him. Uh, I guess um, I guess there are some journal entries in there that said that uh, the, the daughter said that Joe Biden was taking a shower with her and, and it's all public right now and that she felt very uncomfortable with it. You know, Joe Biden wanted to uh, wanted to get that journal back. Now, the Project Veritas, they never published it, only until after their their uh, their place got raided. But why did why why was he using the FBI to get the information back? That's just so weird. You know, if they would have just not said anything, you know, Project Veritas would probably have not posted anything and said, hey, you know, this, this thing is hundred percent fake. But all of a sudden, if you say, hey, wait a minute, we want we want my daughter's journal back, now all of a sudden you le- you legitimize it and you say, hey, there's something here. There's really, really something here. The Democrats, you know, I, I tell you what, people, they're just liars. They're really just liars. Unfortunately, they can't run on any platform right now. The only thing they can do is pretty much overturn the, democ- the democracy as we know it. Let me ask you this. The America that we love, the America that we enjoyed back in the 90s or even early 2000s, or why don't we just even say that? The America that we had under Donald Trump, do we still have that America? The America that was so prosperous, you know, house, housing was affordable, gas, price, gas prices were really affordable, you know, food was so cheap, you know, everyone had money. I remember my wedding couples having so much money, a lot more money back then, and saying, hey, Steve, we want all this. I was a lot busier back then. 
you know, I'm just getting busier now, but my clientele has changed to the people from a lot of people having a lot of money to just the very few rich people can come down here to Hawaii to afford to go, to have a wedding. It's, it's, my clientele has really, really changed. Before, I had a lot of middle class clients. A lot of my clients now, I tell you what, they're very, very wealthy entrepreneurs. They're not the middle class. They are maybe, I would say the upper 5% in America. And, and it's, I'm not complaining, but you know, it, it's just different right now. It's really different. And I, and I service both people. Um, both of them are, are conservative most, most of the time, but the clientele just has changed because less, there's a less amount of people in the middle class who have more money. They, they can't afford to come to Hawaii right now. You know, under Trump, we had a lot of freedoms back then. You know, our teachers were not crazy. You know, we were not worried about pronouns. We were not worried about the weather that much. The only people who are actually worried about all of this, all of this crap are liberals. You know, paranoid liberals who are, who think that the climate, they worry about the climate 100 years or 200 years down the line. And they say, Oh, if, if the, if the earth, earth gets warmer by one or two degrees, oh my God, we're just in it. We're just like, you know, totally in it. It's the, the whole world would just be destroyed. And, you know, it's just horrible. <laughs> right. And they worry about pronouns or they worry about transgenderism. They were, they worry about things. They worry about things that are just fictional, fictional paranoias. Uh, it's, it's really, really unhealthy. They worry about white supremacy, white supremacy. And what they teach in schools, what they want to teach in schools is racism. They want to teach in schools that whites are born evil. You know, whites are born with privilege. And that blacks are born, you know, with no privilege just because you're black and people are going to hate you because you're black. Complete lies. 100% complete lies. Look at all the entertainers. Look at all the, look at all the, the athletes out there who are black right now, right? Do you think anybody hates them? Yeah, you know, I don't like Will Smith that much right now, but that's for different reasons. That's because he slapped Chris Rock. Okay, and I like Chris Rock. I used to like Will Smith, but it has nothing to do with their skin color. You know, I, you know, I don't know where this came from, other than a democratic narrative that, you know what, all of a sudden, you know, America was a racist place. Oh, let's not forget this. During the election, they publicized the death of, of George Floyd. All of a sudden, this death of, of George Floyd, that one cop's mistake Right. And let's just say that was a mistake of what he did, even though I think he was following uh, police protocol. In fact, he was following police protocol and his neck, his knee was not on top of his neck. And that George Floyd, you know, most likely died of a drug overdose, not from a knee on top of his neck because he wasn't choking him. He said, I couldn't, I can't breathe. George Floyd said, I can't breathe before he went to the ground. Before he was handcuffed, before before anything, he was having some type of medical episode beforehand. But because that happened, all of a sudden the Democrats took that and they let cities in America burn, and they took that and and, and created a very angry mob across America and said, you know what, we're going to run on white supremacy, and we're going to label Donald Trump a white supremacist, and we're going to. We're gonna we're gonna take all that anger and channel it to make sure Joe Biden wins. They were never gonna run on issues that would actually help America. They were gonna run on paranoias. And that's what they're trying to do right now. They're trying to make America paranoid about Donald Trump right now. Before they painted him as a white white supremacist, now they're saying he's a threat to democracy. He's a threat to democracy. The party 
that, that locked us down, you know, made us poor, took away our freedoms of speech, our rights, you know, they're not saying, uh, you know, they're a threat to democracy, that we're a threat, that, de that the Republicans, you know, Trump supporters are a threat to, threat to democracy. Does that make any sense to you? And I'll tell you what, Donald Trump, he goes out there, and he goes out there and he always talks about issues, inflation, you know, you know, uh, wars and all of these different types of things, right? You know, the rising cost of houses, the rising cost of food, rising cost of oil. What does, what does, what else does he talk about? The border, what he, what happened in Afghanistan. He talks about all of these things. What do the Democrats talk about? The pronouns. Oh, we're going to use pronouns. Oh, the weather, the climate change. We're going to talk about weather, what it's going to happen in a hundred, two hundred years. You know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about transgenderism and how we can get more you know wokeness into our schools. We're gonna talk about how we should take away the power from the parents in schools and let teachers and psychologists who want to affirm your children's identity and allow those doctors to drug up your kid with puberty blockers and also steroids or testosterone or estrogen without your consent. That's what they want. That's what they want. That's those. That's their stance, and America doesn't like that. They're finding that out. Look at the polls. They're finding it out. They are trailing in the polls. They're going to get destroyed unless they steal the election, right? So what happens? Well, let's raid Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Let's go fishing because we want to get some dirt on this leader. And if we can, you know, at least threaten him somehow that we're going to put this guy in jail. And we're going to prosecute him somehow for some type of some type of crime. We don't know what crime it is, but we're going to prosecute him. Like that attorney general in New York, in New York City, who ran on, on the stance that she would actually prosecute Donald Trump. But for what crime, she did not know. But that was her stance. And she got elected as the attorney general over there in New York City. That's, isn't that amazing? Her stance was that I'm going to put him in jail. And guess what? She couldn't find anything. She had to, she had to dive deep, deep and deep. And now she, she is prosecuting Donald Trump's chief executive officer or partner up there for, you know, using his vacation rentals or his houses without being charged. You know what, you know what the whole, whole crime up there is? <laughs> Donald Trump's like CEO or one of his business partners says, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go to your house, your, your, your house over there on wherever it is. Can I use it for the weekend? And he said, Yeah, go ahead. Use it. For the fact that Donald Trump didn't charge him and that guy didn't get charged and he didn't write it off or didn't report it to the IRS or didn't report it to state taxes because that's so-called income, technically it could be considered that, but that's really just, you know, really, really getting too, too cute with the numbers there. <laughs> that's, you know, that all of a sudden becomes a crime. A crime, you know, of the highest level where their, um, that CEO's apartment or condo had to get raided. Isn't that nuts? That's equivalent of a person working at Google and getting all the free food that he can eat and he doesn't report all that free food that he got right there working at Google because Google just says, hey, Google says, hey, eat anything from our, our, our snack bar. That's good on you. Just go work or whatever. You get free Starbucks. You get free McDonald's. You get free whatever like over there because the campus there, you get just get free stuff, right? You, you know, it's fine. Right? But if that if that employee doesn't doesn't report report it and count it as income, well, we the IRS may have a problem with it. Okay, that's the truth about it. But the majority of people who work there don't report it. 
You know, do you report when your boss says, hey, you know what? You can stay on my vacation rental for free, guy. Just go ahead. You worked hard, stand it for free. Do you report that? No, you just say thanks. Thanks, you don't have to report that. But no, according to this attorney general, that's $500 a night. You got to report it, $1,000. You got to write, and you got to go to jail for that. <laughs> it's just a bunch of baloney. It is, it is so much crap going on. And the Democrats are just fishing. They're fishing for reasons to prosecute Republicans, to prosecute Donald Trump supporters. If you were an insurrectionist, a quote-unquote insurrectionist right out there, and you got waved in by the cop, the cop said, hey, come into the Capitol, they threw you in jail. They threw you in a federal prison, treated you as a terrorist, treated you as, hey, you're going to blow up the entire Capitol. But if you were with Antifa, threw a brick, hit a cop, then burned down the church across the street, pulled down the statue, and then spray-painted crap across the across the, the Capitol walls there, you're a peaceful protester. You're doing that in the name of Black Lives Matter, and good for you. That's what free speech is. We're not going to prosecute you. None whatsoever. You go into a, you go into a, 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 a place and you build a, a, a town, burn down the federal uh, courthouse. You're part of You're caught there on video. Right? Federal courthouse. That's a federal crime. That's arson. Not one person got prosecuted. But you, but if you're on January 6th, if you go into the Capitol after the police say, hey, come on in, you take a few selfies. Oh my God, you're a freaking terrorist. Now, a lot of Americans, when you make that argument, you tell them, you tell them that, that story, that point of view, that, that, not even point of view, the truth there. And they say, hey, that doesn't seem right. The only people who don't, you know, view it as the right point of view, right, are people who are just so obsessed with hating Donald Trump. They just, they, they can't come to the terms with their own hate. And they would rather live in the state of paranoia, you know, for the rest of their lives. I have friends, I have some relatives who are like that. No matter what Trump does, they still look at him as a great Satan. I remember going to a barbecue of my, um, with, with my cousin and his parents were there. And, uh, these are big time Biden supporters. And they asked me, well, well why, why do you like Trump for? And they said, he, he, he's colluded with the Russians. And I said, no, he didn't collude with, with the Russians. That was proven to be a false narrative because the dossier was 100% fake. And they looked at me and they said, well, you're not looking at the bigger picture. And we're going to end it there, Steve. We're going to end this conversation there, but you're not looking at the bigger picture. And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. <laughs> they didn't want to hear about it. They didn't want to, they didn't want to know the truth. They wanted rather just live with their head in the sand. Please, I want to be angry at Trump because if, if Trump is not this great Satan, if this, if this Trump is not this great antagonist that I have been basing my life, my life hate on for the last three or four years, that means I'm probably just wasting my life. And the truth is, you have. <laughs> All right, people. I am out of here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast right here. I just have to get that off my chest, right? Donald Trump, like that guy, I hope he runs for, you know, for office in 2024. I think when this, when we get more news out on this whole Mar-a-Lago thing, uh, we're going to see hopefully some people going to jail. I hope, this is my, this is my prediction. Donald Trump is going to run and he's going to win in 2024. And he's going to, He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. One thing I know about Donald Trump, I don't know him personally, but this guy holds grudges. He holds grudges. He, 
He remembers the people who wronged him. If you read his books, he remembers the people who wronged him a long time ago. And he makes sure he finds justice. He goes after them. And I think he's going to remember the Republican, the Democrats that went after him. And he is going to sick, you know, the FBI on those guys. And we're going to see their houses raided. We are. He, he, the gloves are going to come off. And he is going to drain the swamp. When he means drain the swamp, and you know, before he said he wanted to put Hillary Clinton in jail. And he was really, really going to do that. Except you know, the people in his party said, no, 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 you can pull back on that, right? He said, okay, I'm going to pull back on it. I'm going to be nice. But you know what? They're doing all this to him. He's not going to be nice anymore. Adam Schiff, right? I want to see what's up with the Liz Cheney. Who, what, do, what do they have on her? <laughs> you know, um, uh, Senator McDonald, uh, what is it? Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Senator Mitch McConnell. Let's see what's going on with that guy, right? AOC. How about, how about uh, Omar, what was her name? Omar, over there in Minnesota. You know, she, she married her brother. Why don't we follow up on that? That's fraud. That's a, that's a, isn't that immigration fraud? Don't you go to jail for that? Don't you get deported for that? And how about Biden? Let's go after Biden. Biden, Hunter Biden, his family, they belong in jail. Senator Feinstein, her limo driver, was over there, was a Chinese spy. How about Eric Swalwell, who was sleeping with a Chinese spy for a long time? Why aren't we raiding his condo or his house or anything like that? Why not? That's something weird, right? <laughs> oh. People, 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 people. We have to really get control of our country. Vote Trump. If he runs in 2024, I am out of here. Talk to you soon. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQTO Movies. Yeah, the T-O is not the number two, by the way. It is T-O, like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.